Now we're going. Now we're going. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hazel. What's going on, brother? Happy recording day. Happy recording day. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So let's just air it out. We recorded this Easter thing, and then my ass somehow lost it. I don't know where it is. Your ass totally lost our mm. episode 47, Happy Easter. No other part of my body did it. It was my butt Only cheeks. your ass. It was only your ass. <laughs> you probably sat on the recording, and then all of a sudden it just disappeared. It was inside of you. Oh, maybe that's where it is. You and the recording are one <laughs> as, a, as a result of your actions. Oh, that's weird. That's the best way I can put it, I guess. Yeah, anyway, how you doing, man? Oh. I, um... Is that a LaCroix in your hand? It's a LaCroix in my hand, and I miss beer as, like, a recently lost relative. How are you doing with that, though? Have you backslid? I'm down 10 pounds. Nice. And uh, I feel pretty good. It's not nice. I'm a shit show. I've been drinking a lot of vodka sodas, so much so that our soda stream just ran out of the CO2 canister. So got to go to Target sometime soon here so that we can... uh, Swap it out for a new one so I can get back to my vodka sodas. So, Tarjay. I'm always yeah. down for a Tarjay run, bro. Yeah, so is the wife, and I can't stand the place. It's just not for me. But, yeah, whatever. So I, I, I've been trying to be a nice guy, but I miss beer. Well, it blows you. It does. But vodka does not. Hey, no, it doesn't. It is smooth as a newborn's baby butt. A newborn's baby butt. Newborns have baby butts? Yeah, because they're newborn. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Listen, we woke up today around 10 ish. We got to sleep in. Mm hmm. And then the wife made some breakfast quesadillas, and we started the day off with a mimosa. Mm. And then, you know, I was just like, well, I've got some Diet Mountain Dew and some vodka. I might as well just, you know, make a little weak drink. Why not? (laughs) Three of those later, here we are. And how weak was it? For me, pretty weak. Yeah? Yeah. 
I mean, I, I'm not trying to get sloshed. I'm just trying, you know, it's a, it's a rainy 43 degree day here and so ill. And, <clears throat> um, you know, it's just, we're watching some GOT, trying to get caught up. Because yeah. uh, actually today, I think, the the last season debuts. So Correct. It's actually perfect for us, though, with the whole Game of Thrones thing, because we can watch, like, we can binge season eight by the time we get to it. We don't have to, like, watch an episode and then wait a week, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, but anyway. You're right, yeah. It, it does uh, suck to have to do that, believe me. To have to wait for a week. I, I almost remember want those to. days. Yeah. <sighs> I almost want to just like not watch the first episode and uh, just recap season eight because what season are you in? Uh, actually, by the way, before I give you a spoiler alert, uh, we're in season two. Oh, yeah. We're well, pretty early on in the. Like you guys have never really started it or you started it and then just said, fuck it. We don't. We're not interested. Well, a while back when Game of Thrones like first came out, well, probably around twenty fifteen ish, I um I watched season one and most half or most of season two and then life happened and I just never went back to it. And yeah. then we started, I don't know, probably last weekend we watched like half of season one and then this weekend we're now getting we're just watching as much as we can you know yeah so when me and the wife were trying to get caught up we were you know binging like crazy a good three times a week and we were watching a couple episodes a night yeah because uh it's so exciting you know it just is it's it's a great series um it really is. A lot of titties. A lot of tits, man. A lot of tits. I mean, it's almost like they said, hey, let's see how many times we can show women's boobs. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the main character is the mother of dragons. And uh, one of the things that associate mothers with being mothers are tits. So I can kind of see the theory behind it. Yeah. I think it's just HBO being HBO, man. As they've always been. Speaking of tits, we were at Costco the other day. (laughs) (laughs) That's not typically a place you see tits. It's not. And we didn't even mention it to each other, but it was funny. Uh, We walked past this married couple a couple times in in the aisles. It was just me and the wife just walking around. And um, we... We passed them the one last time in the aisle, and I, well, the first time we passed them, it was like, okay, you know, they're about our age. The woman is uh, holding her newborn baby. She's got her in, like, a little satchel. It's not a satchel. What do you call it? I'm so bad at the this. The wrap thingy? Yeah. She's walking around with the baby in a wrap thing. And um, the next time we saw her, you know, cute baby, yeah, the baby's head is a little bit more exposed. The third time we saw them, tit was out in the baby's mouth, walking around Costco because the baby was hungry. And it was like, thank you. Come again. You know, so weird. 
it's not weird to me. I mean, not that I enjoy it, but I understand it and I can appreciate the stick to of a woman to breastfeed her child. Sure, but I mean... <clears throat> Technically speaking. Why you got to do it in public? <laughs> Shopping. Hey, listen. Everybody else is able to eat in public. You're walking around Costco. They've got those That's vendors we're out not there. Slapping our dick on the table and like <laughs> freaking getting naked at the restaurant just so we can eat. Hey, it's some people's fetish, but I don't know. Hey, everybody eats in public, right? Yeah, babies should too. Babies are people too. <laughs> Let them babies eat in public. You just want to see them titties. That's not true. <laughs> I got a set I can see anytime I want. Anyway, happy Easter. (laughs) (laughs) You know who else had to eat in public? (laughs) Baby Jeebus. (laughs) Segway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, what a segue. You think in Jesus' day they just, that was like the common thing? Of course, just everywhere, mothers' just titties flopping out, and of course, babies can't eat solid food. It's just that simple. I don't know, man. It's just eat, you get a breastfeed. I just don't. It gets weird to me. Why? I guess maybe because it's just not the norm. Sure, is normal. No, not in public. It's always been normal to do that in public. There wouldn't be an outcry if it wasn't normal. I don't even understand you right now. <laughs> you know, people want to die on different crosses. I mean, no pun intended, it is Easter. But people, that poor was taste. so insane. Poor <laughs> fucking taste. Very poor taste. <laughs> um, people like to die on different crosses right like they want to you know have a cause that they want to die for and i just don't think that this is one of them yeah i I get that that, i just think it's weird personally yeah well you turn a corner in freaking sam's club and there's a big old tit with a baby on it like oh Uh, okay well i guess it's feeding time yeah that's weird from from a woman's point of view can you know. can I just like go pee in Sam's aisles? Like, is that is that gonna be okay? Uh, I doubt it. I why? Doubt it. Why do? You, why though? Right. Why Indecent should there be different exposure. rules? Exposure. So what's the? You know yeah. what I mean? I, I don't know. Well, you know, Detroit borders Windsor, Canada, and they have a rule: both men and women can walk around topless and. I appreciate that law because it puts men and women on an equal playing field. And I feel like whatever women, whatever men can do, women should be able to do as well. Maybe that's just me being a momentary feminist, but. Hmm. They might as well do that here in America. Cause honestly, if both men and women went topless, you wouldn't know the difference. It would become quite. Normal. Between 
all of our fat asses and our saggy man boobs. I mean, oh yeah, no doubt about it. Uh huh. They say that IPAs give men man boobs. Moobs. I remember you telling me. Yeah. You know what sucks is that's like, that's one of my uh, favorite type of beers. Yeah, of course. If if you if you're a man and you don't like IPAs, then you might as well. Uh, I don't know. Insert the derogatory comment of your choice. Suck a dick. Boom. I mean, so, yeah, IPAs Jesus, are just awesome, dude. Uh, Jesus died for our yeah, sins. Yeah, he did. 2,000 years ago on the cross. Ish. Mm. On a cross-ish or 2,000 years ago-ish? 2,000 years ago-ish. Well, it depends on who you talk to. They might say on a cross-ish as well. Hmm. Deep. Make you want to think for a second. So, uh, I wanted to talk to you about this because I thought it was great. It, it was a good secret time to have. So, secret time. Secret time. We're just getting drunk and telling secrets. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting drunk and telling secrets. I tell you what. Hey, he goes out, uh, around with his shirt off. Oh, yeah. That's his signature. Yeah. It killed one time, and he's been doing it ever since. You know what he doesn't it. do on stage? What? Feed his fucking child through his nipple. Because <laughs> it would be weird. <laughs> uh, on a lot of yeah, levels. I'll grant that, true. but still. True. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever talked... I think I've talked to you about this, but I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast. Uh, my utter obsession with little people. Like, quote-unquote midgets? Yeah, that's a derogatory term, bro. Check your privilege. Okay. Little people. Hey, I'm just specifying. Yes. I mean, I don't also, mean it wrong. <laughs> no, you don't. I don't care. I'm not little. Um, that was bad. Because you're privileged, but- too, you piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm obsessed with little people. Like fetish and, uh, obsessed? What do you mean? I just... I really want a little person as a best friend. I know that sounds very obsessive and wrong in so many ways, but yeah, it does. I was, I was just, <laughs> I was just thinking like, you know, if there's a little person that listens to this podcast and you want to be friends, hit me up because you, you'd be like, you know, helping me check off my bucket list of becoming friends with a little person. Well, if we did have a little person listening, we no longer do. So thank you, Michael. <laughs> well, said well, person was like, fuck you, <laughs> and immediately unsubscribed. So, okay. So I was watching an episode of Dr. Drew After Dark, and uh, he interviewed Brad Williams, who is a famous comedian out of L.A., And he's a little person and he's got this story that, you know, both his parents were what he calls reachers. (laughs) So (laughs) they're, they're normal size. They're able to reach up high. Right. So they're called reachers and little people, you know, they can't reach. You get it. 
I didn't get it. But now you get it. I totally get it now. Yeah. So he's he's tells this story about how he was growing up, how his dad <sighs> always told him, hey, listen, <clears throat> but when you get into school, you're going to get made fun of. It's going to be pretty hard to deal with. So you're going to need to develop a sense of humor and learn how to roll with the punches and punch back. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to treat you like shit, but know that I love you, <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to treat you like shit to toughen you up and to help you develop some jokes to defend yourself later. And it worked. And on his special before last, he, you know, he tells this story and he breaks out in tears, crying in appreciation of his dad for raising him to be tough and being his biggest critic, but also his biggest lover. You know, the the one that loved him the most. And he knew that his dad loved him because he was looking out for him. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I, I almost shed a tear when I was, you know, watching that special. And but anyway, at the um, at the end of this interview, it just jogged my memory of interactions that I've had with little people. And uh, I'm like, you know what? I, I need to be honest about this, about this desire of mine. That God has placed within my heart on Easter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That part of my ministry, part of me growing and loving people is to love little people. And I would love to have a little person as a friend. All right. <laughs> I mean, I don't even have words, man. So I appreciate the support. So now the world knows, if they didn't know already, that I have a uh, a little person um, obsession. <laughs> well, that was a yeah. long secret time. Well, you were interrupting a little bit there. Come on. It's just the regular size person in me. <laughs> I don't know what that means. He's so insensitive. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so it's Easter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're recording this episode a second time. Um, but none of that was on the first episode. So you're actually getting bonus material right now. Yeah, it's already better. It's already better. Fuck that lost episode. It was boring as shit. <laughs> we didn't talk about small-sized humans. <laughs> oh man all right small size humans uh anyway uh yeah so happy easter everybody so, so a, midget, a midget walks into a bar god here we go <laughs> no i'm just kidding good <clears throat> so yeah <laughs> easter so let's um let's do this because wait, 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 wait. I got a good one. So this guy <laughs> walks into a bar and he sees uh he sees uh um he, he's he, it's the bar is full and there's a piano in the corner and it's um and it's playing really good music and it's just jamming in there. 
And uh, the guy says to the bartender, he says, how in the world is this piano just playing music by itself? It's such great music. And uh, he says, why don't you just walk on over there and, and, and see? So he walks over to the piano, and it was this foot-tall man that was going to town on this piano. He's only a foot tall, but he was playing awesome jazz. It was amazing. So the guy walks back over to the bartender. He says, oh, my God, where did you find this guy? He's only a foot tall, and he's amazing on this piano. He says, oh, come on back. I'll show you. So he walks out back uh, with the bartender, and the bartender shows him this lamp. And he said, go ahead, try it out. He says, what do you want me to do, rub the lamp? He says, yeah, rub the lamp. So he rubs the lamp, Genie pops out, and the Genie was a little slow. Genie says, I'll give you one wish. He said, what happened to three? He said, you only get one. He's like, oh, fine. I wish for a million bucks. And he says, no problem. Snaps his finger, and then the room fills with a million ducks. He was like, I didn't ask for a million ducks. I asked for a million bucks. The bartender looked at him and said, what do you think? I asked for a 12-inch pianist? <laughs> hey <Hey-o>. yo. <laughs> <laughs> I got you good. And you're the one telling it. <laughs> All right. Happy Easter. Let's go back to Easter. So just to clarify the joke, he actually asked for, I'm just kidding. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. He didn't ask for a 12-inch pianist. Obviously, the genie has, is hard of hearing. What? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Email us if you didn't get it. And then we'll announce you on the podcast and how slow you are. Hell, if you're still listening to this podcast at this point, email us. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> okay. All right. I miss beer. So, um, Sean, how do you celebrate? How did you celebrate Easter as a kid? What was special about Easter for you? Um, well, I always knew I would wake up and have an Easter basket, basket, Jesus, basket, an Easter basket full of almost said clothing, <laughs> full of candy and maybe some toys, you know, stuff like that. Um, mm. And then we would always do an Easter egg hunt, and then we would <sighs> nice. We would go to church, and there'd be food. And, mm. um, we usually, well, there'd be food after church and uh. I don't know, at different points in my life, we either all got together as a family and like grilled out or grandma would cook something amazing because grandma's mm. always be cooking amazing. Oh yeah. And, and then sometimes it was, we went out, you know, somewhere to eat, um, but nonetheless, there was always food involved, as church life seems to always do. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, that's that pretty much it, man. I mean, growing up, it kind of changed uh, when I got a little older, but 
I'm going to say that so? for a minute and let More religious? you answer the same <laughs> question. I feel like I'm trying to interview you here and you don't want to be interviewed. No, um, I just, I have more to say, but it's for my older life. And I think we're going to probably hit on some good points that way. So let's get the kid shit out of the way. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, get the kid shit out of the way. The, the little kid shit out of the way. For the Ninos. El Nino. Um, which was a terrible uh, hurricane back in the 90s. Um, for me as a kid, Easter was the time to get a nice, pretty suit. It was like, you know, I, I remember going to church and the hype all being about um, a new suit, a new dob, uh, some new alligator shoes or something like that, you know, pastel colors, um, springtime colors, suits. And, uh, and seeing a whole bunch of people that you never really saw during the year. Uh, we called them CME Christians, Christian <laughs> Christmas, Mother's Day and Easter. That was the time that we saw them all. And uh, they would always come in with the flyers suits, creams, uh, pinks, blues, greens, very flamboyant suits with the flyers snakeskin or or uh, gator skin shoes that a match with the perfect handkerchief. That's what it was about. I remember, like you know, leading up to Easter. Just wanted to make sure that I got the best new suit possible so that I can represent Easter well. Um, and to be frankly, uh, to be frankly honest, <laughs> to be, <laughs> to be frank. I mean, honestly, frankly, with you. <laughs> you know, we, I think we always got together as a family for all the holidays. Just Easter just has never been the most memorable holiday for family for me. Like, I remember family always getting together for Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that. Easter is not, it's not one of those big ones. Uh, but I do remember always eating at church. You know, they, mm-hmm. they'd be selling some chicken or, you know, I, I remember the, we would always have like, Cabbage, corned beef and cabbage, you know, or something like that. Light stuff. Always fried chicken and cabbage, at least at the church that I grew up at. Uh, and Easter was one of those holidays where they had food. My dad would make macaroni and cheese. Because Baked. that was his specialty, you know. Everybody loved my dad's mac and cheese. Yeah, but one thing for sure is that Easter wasn't about the resurrection, even if it was mentioned, that wasn't the focal point. And I knew that even as a kid. So, yeah. Well, that kind of brings me into the second part of what I wanted to say as I got older, you know, I start to notice things and, you know, I was studying to become a pastor and I was super involved in my church and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, 
churches always know, and you said it, CME, man, like Christmas, uh, Mother's Day, and Easter is when you're going to have a full church. Yep. And people who don't even go to church the rest of the year or probably don't even believe or give a shit about the Bible or who fucking cares. Like, my mom's going, my family's going, it's Easter, I'm going to go, you know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they're sibling or loved one or whoever is you know in a play or some musical thing you know yeah and churches definitely know that and take advantage of it and it becomes this or i should say what i experienced was it it became this production and this all right we got you know we're gonna have full parking lot so we need you know more ushers we need more people to park people we need this we need that we're gonna practice for weeks on end for our easter shebangy with the choir and like you know (laughs) we're gonna stage this altar call thing because there's probably gonna be a lot of people come to jesus that day and i don't know it just was like i don't want to say there's no heart behind it and there's no good intentions but it just to me, it became about the thing, you know, and less about teaching, like, the story of Christ and, like, the death, the resurrection, the, you know, the whole thing. Like, yeah. I mean, you talked before on the lost episode, we'll call it, <laughs> about Passover, and I'll let you have that in a second. But even, like, Passover, do people really understand, like, and Palm Sunday, like, that's a kind of big one, you know? Like, do people know what Palm Sunday is really about? Kind of. You know, and I don't know. So the whole thing of, you know, the production thing of it and, like, I don't know. It just kind of seems like, I don't want to say lost or, like, unneeded but uh at the same point those are the only words that i can come up with right now so um, yeah i don't know just something it, something doesn't sit the right way with me about going to church on easter and you know i, I don't personally want to be that person who only goes to church on christmas and easter sure and i'm saying i agree i'm saying 100%. that because you know right now we don't attend a church and we've talked in here before you know that's because we haven't found a place that i don't want to say fits but like challenges us and you know makes sense i guess because i don't need to hear that same thing over and over and do the fake bullshit and i don't know i'm rambling yeah no, I I agree with you one hundred percent. I'm the I feel the same way. I I'm not interested in going to church on Easter Sunday and watching another play of the crucifixion. I don't want to hear the same choir songs that we've been singing for the last ten twenty years. It's not interesting to me. Um, I'm not listen. I'm not interested in hearing the same altar calls that I've heard over and over again. Yeah. 
you know, it just ceases to be um, interesting to me. And I agree, I don't want to be a CME Christian either. I'd rather just, uh, I don't know, honor God in my heart. <laughs> as weird as that might sound, I just, I would rather stay home and listen to Prophet Pillow prophesy all night long and halfway through the morning. I really would. Um, it just, it it's lost its, uh, it's luster for me. And, um, but the, the reason for the day, as you alluded to is, it's, it is really what is most important. And I think that if people aren't taking the time to truly understand what Christ's death, burial, and resurrection actually did for us, then I think that that's, uh, you know, that's where we fall short. Um, I mean, the fact is, I, I guess what I what I mentioned in the last in the lost episode was talking about Easter, how we call it Easter, and we neglect the fact that we read a Jewish book and it was never called Easter. Right. It was the original tradition was Passover and the Christians, those who were called Christians after the resurrection of Christ, began to align their feasts and holidays to pagan. Pagan holidays. And a lot of people don't know that, but Easter was nothing more than a pagan celebration of fertility and the changing of the season from winter to spring. Hence the beautiful colors that everyone wants to dress in and the Easter eggs and the Easter bunny. Right. And I think I said to you last time, <laughs> it, it was a revelation for me to realize that the whole rabbit and eggs things, you know, the bunny and the eggs stuff represented fertility <laughs> because I'm thinking in a with my engineering mind saying bunnies don't lay eggs, but it's not what that's about, right? It was about you know the spring coming and and new life happening, and you know that's what it was. Um, but the real reason for this season or for this holiday really should be the resurrection of Christ, right? The passion of Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, the definition of the gospel. And, um, and without it, it's just another day that's going to pass, right? For sure. Yeah. So, uh, Passover, for those who don't know, was the time, if you remember back to the stories of Moses and Exodus of the children of Israel, uh, when they were... Um, leaving the captivity of the Egyptians, God told Moses to go to Pharaoh and to tell him, God said to let my people go, right? That famous song, let my people go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As a kid, I remember singing that song. Yep. You know, being part of the kids production where we were singing, let my people go. Um, out of the nine plagues that happened, the, the last plague um, was 
or the last work that God was to do to demonstrate his seriousness uh, about letting the children of Israel go and also bringing judgment upon the Egyptian people for enslaving God's chosen people, the Jewish people. Uh, he said that he would, he would kill the firstborn of every house that was in the land. And um, what the children of Israel were instructed to do were to sacrifice a lamb that had to be spotless without blemish, had to be male, uh, had to be of a certain age, had to be so clean. And to eat that, everyone in your household was to eat it. And then you were to take the blood of that lamb and to put it on the doorpost. And the scripture instructs them that, or tells us that, uh, when the death angel was to pass over to take the firstborn of every household, um, the, the homes that were spared, that were passed over, were the homes that had the, the blood of the lambs uh, on the doorposts. And so that became the Passover feast that they celebrated every single year. Um, and the Jewish people still celebrate that. And they still hold true to that tradition um, and, and that, that belief, the celebration that they were freed from captivity from the Egyptian people because the death angel passed over them because their house was covered in the blood. The doorpost of their house was covered in the blood. And so what we celebrate as Christians, now that, now that Christians are who we are no longer just practicing Judaism air quotes Judaism, but Christianity, the whole point of this day is to celebrate the fact that Jesus is the fulfillment of that Passover that we're all born in the sin, shaped in iniquity, according to the prophets and that we all deserve death, which is the penalty for sin. But the fact is, is that when we acknowledge the blood of Christ upon the doorpost of our heart, if you will, just to bring in the symbolism, at least that's the way that I would say it if I was in the pulpit. Um, when we acknowledge Jesus' death and burial and resurrection, it is as if we are symbolically placing his blood upon our doorposts. And therefore, we are not having to pay the penalty of death for our sin, acknowledging the fact that he paid that price in his death, burial, and resurrection. So this day really should be a, ce a celebration of the fact that we are forgiven and that we're saved and that we are born again, that we are accepted by God as children, not just creatures or creations of God, but we're considered children of God because we accept the sacrificial price that God made in sending his son to this earth to die a terrible death on the cross and three days later rise again from the dead and now stands or sits on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us offering us grace, 
offering us freedom from judgment, freedom from uh, the, the death that is to be paid or the death that is had as payment for our sin. You know, it's not about the eggs. It's not about the, the Easter bunny. It's not about the nice suits or even the meal that we eat. It's really about Jesus Christ and the price that he paid. It's not Easter. It's Passover. It's the fact that you've been passed over, not having to pay the price, the penalty, for the sin that you've committed, but acknowledging the fact that Jesus paid that price for you and giving of his own life. So to that end, I say cheers. Salute. And Sila. Sila. There you go. I mean, that's what it's really all about. <clears throat> so, well, you are a hundred percent on that one, bro. Yeah. I always think it's funny, like Christian entertainment in general <laughs> has statistically been very horrible, and yeah. you have churches that reenact, you know, the three days, and they'll do some dramatized thing and someone plays Jesus and there's this little bitty, you know, drop of blood on the forehead coming out of the crown of thorns. And I don't know it, it, like I get it, but I'm also a grown ass fucking man who watches game of Thrones and they like, (laughs) uh, or whatever his name is freaking cuts the dude's throat and rips the tongue out. And it's like gory and shitty. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like that's what I'm digesting as entertainment. Yeah. And then I go to a church and they're trying to like portray this family friendly version, I guess, of like the death of Jesus. But like then you go home and you let your kids watch like stuff on TV and it's just like, I don't understand. Like, we should be telling the murder of Jesus, his death, his resurrection. Like, we should be telling that and being very, I mean, I don't know. Like, is it vulnerable or gory or just real about it, you know? Yeah. Like, he wasn't this white dude with golden locks and they put the crown and of uh, thorns on his head. Oh, it was a little unpainful, you know, but like wasn't that bad. And then he got spit on a couple times. And then they nailed him to this, you know, freaking cross made out of a tree. And then they stuck him and water came out. And then he died. Like, no, yeah. he was fucking brutally murdered and like chastised and <laughs> mocked and yelled at. And I'm pretty sure the people that were yelling at him were probably not like, Jesus, you're stupid. You're a poopy head. Oh, you're no good. No, they were like, fuck you, you fucking asshole piece of shit. Where's your God? Yeah. Oh, you're the savior of the fucking world? Fuck you, you stupid cunt. Why can't your daddy save you? Oh, because you're Jesus. Where's your fucking dad? 
You know, like he was, I don't know. I think we could do a way better storytelling of what actually happened and what's his butt. Mel Gibson, I feel like, was trying to do that and did a great job when he made the Passion of the Christ film. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, seeing it as a Christian and someone who's like read and studied and, you know, blah, 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 like, holy shit, man. There's like a reality there that's way different than freaking Sunday school little color books of like, you know, Jesus is the lamb, God's the lion, all that shit, you know, like, <laughs> which is good when you're like four and, and seven, but <laughs> I right. don't know. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Like, I do. We spend like, well, we churches spend all this time putting on productions and like trying to tell you know, the gospel and they do, they do tell the gospel and that's awesome. But like, ah, oh, it just seems cheesy and like horrible, you know, like no one wants to really sit through it. And I don't know, man, I don't know what to do with it. I guess it is what it is. I think it's weird. I think it's shitty. And I think we should be honest about how horrible and bloody and hellacious his death was and leading up to his death because that makes the sacrifice so much more valuable, doesn't it? I agree 100%. I I mean, even, like, it's kind of crazy that people don't really, like, study, like, really study this whole thing because... Like, finding out the culture and, like, even what the actual crown of thorns back in the day was and the, um, oh, what's, what's the name of the, the whip of uh, nine, nine tails? Cat, cat of nine tails. Nine tails, that's it. I mean, you have this, like, whip that has sharpened stones and glass and like metal chunks that were sharpened so that like when you were beat with it, it ripped your flesh away from your body. Like, yeah, it's not like Indiana Jones was over there. Watch out, you know, like (laughs) that crazy. That's, you know, that's like, Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Like that's, he wasn't just laying up there on a cross, like with a few nails in him. He was like a fucking piece of meat shredded. Like, that's insane. Why would he do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would the son of God come down and live a life here and then willingly go through all this hellacious torture physically and still hang on that freaking tree and be like, I forgive them. I'm doing this for them. I love all of you. Damn, dude, that right there is insane, you know? Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. You know, I'm I was trying to find a an article. Because uh, who does not that? An article, huh? Who does that? Like I couldn't do it. I've never lived through what Jesus went yeah, through. Good luck. As you, far you as you would never whole, be able to do it. The whole, you know, process of him being murdered. But I have lived through people hurting me. 
whether it's physically or verbally or coming against me in my household. I have had that, and I'm like, fuck you, you motherfucker. Sure. You deserve hell. Peace out, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just who I am. And then, like, yeah. this, this guy who's the son of God, like, goes through so much more and is like, I love you because I'm dying for you. And my father loves you. I don't know, man. That's that's a huge story right there, you know. It is. You're absolutely right. Uh, it's very, very hard to fathom. When you take a look at um, the crucifixion and the price that he really paid and and what it really, um, what, what, historically, a historical understanding of what the crucifix crucifixion was all about it's absolutely brutal i think we talked about last time as well the fact that um that the the death on the cross typically most typically was uh a death by asphyxiation right you you basically ran out of breath yeah when you died and it's a very painful um laborious time and and it and the romans basically perfected torture to where a person would pay for their you know their crimes for several days suffering on 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 a cross um and and so to have a proper understanding of what you know that's what that's really about Man, you would appreciate this day so much better. You know. Yeah. It would be it would be less about frivolous things. Um and and more about the reality of Jesus Christ and what he's done. So maybe one of these days I'll I'll find that article and I'll be able to read it. Um but it's it's pretty damn gory. You think the passion of Christ was bad. Man. Yeah. <clears throat> what we can do is uh, we'll add that to the show notes in here. Uh, the reading of it? No, the link to the article. Oh, yeah. No, this is something that I paid for. Oh. <laughs> so there's no link to it. <laughs> well, then JK. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I'll figure I'll figure out a way. I'll think about it and see if I can find a link to it if there is a link online. But so years ago when um when I was studying to be a pastor, I found this website called uh called uh Suck Me Hard, Suck Me Long, I pay for you all day long. Oh my god, shut up. Carm.org. It's uh, C A R M. It's the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry. Gay. <laughs> Not gay at all. Actually, pretty badass. I'm just kidding. So I started doing study uh, off of this site and I actually paid for classes. And um, there was this one thing um, that you could pay for called Moan, the mother of all notebooks. This guy was a Christian apologist. And um, created this notebook from when he was going to school for 
um, apologetics. He's got a degree in a his his MDiv specialty is in um, uh, apologetics. MDiv is a uh, master you know what an of MDiv divinity. Is. Master of divinity. Thank you. God, brain fart. Um, so when he was studying for his masters of divinity, he ended up, you know, compiling all of these notes over the years of him studying for his MDiv. And then he put it all, compiled it all into one giant notebook called the mother of all notebooks. And, and in there, I think I, I think I actually paid like $150 for this notebook. And, um, this was back before podcasts were popular. All you had was blogs. Yeah. Like, so this is early two thousands right after the birth of the internet. His blog has since, you know, gone viral and, uh, it was already big, but he's since started doing videos on Facebook and stuff like that. on YouTube, you can find some of his stuff, but Christians apologetics research ministry. Anyway, it may be available on his website, you know, so if you get to it before I do, then more power to you. Not you, Sean, but the people out there that might be interested in actually um, hearing what, you know, what his description of the crucifixion is from his study. Yeah. So. So, yeah. That's it. Well. Or I can just fucking read it. Yeah, but I would say let's not do it now. What do you think? I think it'd be cool if you did a little... Say it again? If you did like a midweek rant, except it's not a rant, you would just read it and then talk about it and it's just you. Yeah, you know what? I could do a midweek rant and just do it. We could do some some bonus content for some listeners. Bonus content. And it only costs them five bucks, so I mean that's a steal. (laughs) <laughs> jk yeah. it's fell free fell free all right so yeah we can wrap it up then so i hope everybody has an enjoyable easter sean what are you doing for easter i'm not sure i think not the sure. wife wants to go to church somewhere nice after everything i just said about church on easter mm-hmm. uh which obviously you know We'll go. I'm not a, not like anti-church, but <clears throat> we're just unchurched. I just know exactly what's going to happen. So yeah. sweet, yay, um, yay. Yeah, honestly, we don't really have plans yet. Um, the family dynamic for us is kind of in the air, and there's some stuff going on that I'm not going to disclose, but. Both mm-hmm. of our sides of the family right now is kind of a little interesting, so we probably won't be doing the family thing, um, mm. which is okay because, honestly, just me and her and little Hansi Poo Poo, as I call him now, our our wiener dog. Um, wow. We're, we're a family, so. <sighs> so I don't know, man. We've been grilling out a lot lately because... Yeah. Tis the season, you know what I mean? So Tis the season, no doubt. Let me just tell you what my ideal Easter would be. How How's that? Go for it. I want to wake up on a boat in the ocean. Okay, here we go. Fantasy kidding. Island. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm listening. No, honestly, man, just have some drinks, grill out, maybe have a fire if weather permits. And I definitely want to reflect with my wife on, you know, Passover and death and resurrection. And, you know, I want to do that together and, um, and just enjoy the day, you know. You. What about you guys? You doing anything? Going anywhere? Well, we host Easter, so our job will be to um, clean and cook. So we're going to get up early. Well, I guess this comes out Easter Sunday, right? So I should say it a little bit different. For Easter, we'll get up early. We'll start cooking and start cleaning right away. We'll probably get most of the cleaning done on Good Friday. Um Friday, Saturday, uh, but I cook a Chateau Briand. Chateau Briand. Yeah. Which is the center cut of a gigantic beef tenderloin. It's amazing. Super tender. Um, mm. We'll have spaghetti, some salads and meats and cheeses and all the crazy stuff like that. And chicken. It'll be nice. Um, it's like Arby's in your house. You got all the meats. We got all the meats. And then, you know, we'll we'll have about, it'll be about 15 of us. So my parents, her parents, um, and then her sister and cousins. And it'll be a house full of people. So it'll be nice. But that's it. And we'll have wine and. I'll have whiskey because nobody else drinks whiskey but me. And uh, it'll be a good time. Does your dad drink? No, my dad hasn't drank in 35, 36 years. No. (laughs) Well, you should get him on the podcast. I know I've said it and I know you're a rebuttal, but I'm saying it again, damn it. (laughs) Yeah. I just think it'd be cool. You know what I mean? It would be cool. Yeah, I can pitch it to him. See what he says. Yeah. Word. Well. So, happy Easter, everybody. I hope you enjoy the day and keep in mind what the day is really about. And we just hope that you really enjoy your family and friends and everything that you plan on doing that day. Doing for the day. Yes, yes, yes. And don't forget that we started this podcast out talking about titties. (laughs) (laughs) And little people that (laughs) Michael has some weird obsession with. Uh, Leave me alone. (laughs) Nah, we're kidding. And if you can't hang, there's the door, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know if there's any white, nerdy... Well, not nerdy, but white. Uh, let's say post-hardcore screamo band followers out there. Who? Why do it have to be white? Who? It might be some black people that like screamo. That's true. Yeah, I mean, there's some, <laughs> there's some lead screamo singing frontliners for screamo bands out there that are of non-white color. So I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um. <clears throat> But anyway, I just made a reference to a Screamo song. 
And if you, I'm not going to tell you who. I'll make all, I'll tell you later. And you're not going to. It went over my head. You're not going to give a shit. But I missed it. I'll still so. tell you. But okay. if you know who I just referenced with, if you can't hang, there's the door, baby. Please email us. I would love for someone to be like, I fucking know who that is. Michael's bored and I think he left, so <laughs> peace. <laughs> peace. Hey everybody, it's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at Unchurched Pod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there.